0: The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jashub. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be listening to the second part of a sermon in my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on Heavenly Authority. Pastor is concluding the section on the Apostles, by looking at the dynamic balance taught in the New Testament between humble service and anointed power entrusted with God's Word. When we left off, he read 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, where Paul says, Let a man so consider us, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo.
1: And then he says in verse 2, Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. That word there, steward, means a house manager. The the word for steward is okonomos, and it comes from oiko, house. And then the other part of it is to parcel out to arrange. So to arrange the house, to parcel out or manage the things of the house. A manager of a household or an estate, the manager of God's house. They are as managers. They're all servants. We're all servants. But they're as house managers, making sure things go properly. The truth is told in God's house. And it is required of a steward That one be found faithful. They must prove faithful. The responsibility is on them. As Jesus would say in Luke chapter 12, verse 48 For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, entrusted, of him they will ask the more. And so we get a very in a couple of scriptures here in 1 Corinthians, a very balanced view of heavenly authority. The responsibility is on these stewards. Now, if you look down um, in verse 4, Paul says, For I know of nothing, this is chapter 4, verse 4, against myself, down in verse 5, Therefore judge nothing before the time, until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness, and reveal the counsels of the hearts, then each one's praise will come from God. God knows the motives. God knows the heart. Judge nothing before the time. The praise is not to come from men. Authority in the church is not to be in a position to be praised by men. The praise will come ultimately when the person does what is right, the steward does the task the owner of the house has set him a hut to do. The praise will come ultimately when the Lord returns, when God gives praise. The praise has to come from God. Amen. Verse 6, Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sakes. In other words, it goes way beyond. The principle he's applying here when some are saying, I am of Paul, I am of Apollos, goes way beyond them. It applies to all time, all churches. That you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. Or puffed up, take pride, being arrogant in one man over and against another. The sectarianism that's developing in the church. Remember back in chapter 3, verse 5, Paul says, Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? Who are they? But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one. We are just servants. We are just stewards. And I'm applying these things to Apollos and myself that you may learn not to think beyond what is written that none of you may be arrogant, may be prideful, may be puffed up on behalf of one man over and against another. Very clear teaching. Now, Paul, as we studied, has to contend for the truth with the church at Corinth and with many of the churches. Uh, It's not easy, their position as apostles, because they're not, for the very reason, they're not setting themselves up as high priests, as the pontiffs. So they have to reason, and when you're reasoning with people, as error comes in, and a lot of false apostles, and we know about the Judaizers, there's all types of errors coming into the church, sectarianism being one of them, Then you have to reason and deal, and it's not easy for them as apostles. They have persecution from Rome. They have the Judaizers going about causing trouble for them. They're often the target of persecution, exposed to dangers, and there is so much misunderstanding and dissensions right in the churches they established. There is mistreatment of them once they start the work and they come back, they find that They're listening to other people telling them false teachings and they have to deal with it, and they're mistreated in their position of authority. It's not so easy for the apostles in the first century. And as he goes on here, he relates the condition that they find themselves in. Listen to verse, uh, in chapter 4, verse 9. Paul says, For I think that God has displayed us the apostles and we're studying the apostles right God has displayed us last as men condemned to death for we have been made a spectacle literally a theater to the world both to angels and to men and it's important humans see what's going on how they handle the different situations and even the heavenlies the angels and the demons can see what's going on it's as a theater Verse 10 we are fools for Christ's sake but you are wise in Christ they think they're so wise and he talked about their wisdom up above we are weak but you are strong you are distinguished but we are dishonored to the present hour we both hunger and thirst and we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless and we labor working with our own hands being reviled we bless Being persecuted, we endure. Being defamed, being slandered, we entreat, we encourage, we exhort. Some of your translations will say we answer kindly. We have been made as the filth of the world, the off-scouring, that which is scour off, the refuse, the scum, the off-scouring of all things until now. And then he says in verse uh, 14. I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. And he goes on to talk about how he was a father to them. Verse 18. Now some are puffed up as though I were not coming to you. And here's the other side of it. We've seen him humble. We've seen him saying, don't place us in positions we should not be placed in. Uh, Let no one boast in men, right? That's the one side. Now, here's the balance of it, the fullness of the truth. He says in verse 18, some are puffed up as though I were not coming to you. But I will come to you shortly if the Lord wills. And I will know, not the word of those who are puffed up, not their talk, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod or in love and the spirit of gentleness? Now you start to see the other side. There's tremendous authority, there's tremendous power given to Paul. He doesn't need to be elected or placed in a pontiff position in a grand church, having people come in to kiss his ring. Right, surrounded by gold and choirs, as he comes in, everyone bowing their head. He doesn't need that. And because he's very humble, and because he treats them as his brethren, they forget the position he has in Christ, that if he comes to them, and there is tremendous apostasy, forget about buildings, he has the power of the Holy Spirit, and all these wise false apostles, with all their words of wisdom, and their smooth talk and presentation... Paul, like Elijah, with a simple prayer, can exhibit, be a vessel for the power of God. That power we saw with Peter and Ananias and Sapphira, right? There is a position of authority, and there's power to that. And it's not a matter of word. The kingdom of God is not in word and talk. It's in power. Look in Acts chapter 13 and verse 4. Remember we had read how Paul and Barnabas were separated out, called out at the church at Antioch. They fasted and prayed. They laid hands on them. They sent them out on their first missionary journey. But we never read the beginning of that first missionary journey in this study. In verse 4 of chapter 13, so being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they arrived in Salamis, They preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They also had John, John Mark, as their assistant. Now, when they had gone through the island of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, son of Jesus, son of Joshua, who was uh, with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man, this man called Sergius Paulus for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. So here you have the Gentile, the uh, Roman proconsul, desiring to hear the word of God, right? Like in everything else, the Lord is behind this. The devil tries to get in and ruin it. And how will the devil try to ruin this testimony of these two Jews to this Roman proconsul? He'll use this false prophet, this false teacher, this magician whose name was Bar-Jesus, it says in verse 8, but Elemas, Elemas the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, he's really a sorcerer, he's called Elemas the sorcerer, which stood them seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. And again you have an interruption in the truth of God. The truth of God must go forward. It's not a matter of... Paul's pride, or Barnabas' pride, or their position. It is a matter of the truth of God. But elemus, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. It is a matter of the faith of God. It is a matter of the truth of God. It must be defended, and it will be defended by the Holy Spirit in power. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him. This is the same Paul we read in 1 Corinthians, and said, O fool of deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now, indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you, so he receives prophecy, and you shall be blind, he proclaims it, not seeing the sun for a time, and immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. And the teaching of the Lord is accompanied by the power displayed of the Lord. And humble Paul, a brother just like us, a servant of God, but he is a steward of the mysteries of God. And when the mysteries, the truth of God is attacked an error comes in, then his authority is seen by power and he proclaims the word of God and the sorcerer is made blind. You can
0: find information about the nature and power of prayer by Pastor Greg Scalzo at www.pastorgregscalzo.com and as always You can find directions to our church services and a library of radio programs at www.shiarjashub.org. Join us next time for Shiar Jashub.